0: Couldn't think of better place the street Death Valley, South Carolina, baby. Welcome, everybody, to the second edition of the Rubbin' the Rock podcast. This is your host, Anthony Messenger. We're going to start off the show by talking about Samuel Davis' decision to transfer from Clemson. But before we do that, make sure to follow us on Twitter at rock. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash rock. And as always, feel free to leave us a call at our rant line. That is 443-584-3413. Again, that is 443-584-3413. Alright, jumping right into our first topic of the day. I wanted to discuss LeSamuel Davis' decision to transfer and mainly why he decided to transfer. He really didn't disclose what it is that led him to transfer from Clemson, so I came up with my own hypothesis. From looking at it from his perspective, the writing had to be on the wall. If you look at it, he's sitting behind four defensive ends at the moment in Cleveland Farrell, Austin Bryant, Richard Yergin, Chris Register, oh, and out of fifth, and Xavier Kelly. With the development that he needs to make... Over his over the duration of his career, it just doesn't make sense for him to stay at Clemson, I and I understand that. They have too much in front of him already, and they're bringing in two of the top defensive end prospects in the country in the 2018 recruiting class, and Xavier Thomas and Justin Mascall. And there's a good possibility that they add another five-star defensive end in K.J. Henry. For LaSamuel Davis, this won't bode well, because all three of them are more physically ready to play right away than he will be in his third year in the program. He came in at about six foot four, two 215 pounds, which is way too light for a defensive end. He does have the potential and the athleticism to turn into something special down the road. But in the world of football, you need to be able to play right away. Potential is great, but production is much better. And these three recruits, paired with the five prospects already ahead of him on Clemson's depth chart, are much more ready to play right away. And I can understand why he decided to transfer from Clemson. Now... What does this mean for the Tigers? It means that they're going to be thin at defensive end, honestly. Coming into the offseason, Clemson's defensive line was one of the topics of discussion. It was one of the strengths of their team. And it still is. However, at defensive end, they're much more thin than they were coming into the offseason. Defensive tackle, they're fine. They got Christian Wilkins. They got Dexter Lawrence. Both of whom are going to probably be first-round picks when they do decide to enter the NFL draft. And then behind them you got Jabril Robinson, Albert Huggins, and Niles Pinckney. Three viable options for Brent Venables to put in the game at any point in time. At defensive end, outside of starters Austin Bryant and Cleveland Farrell, there's really not much. You got two unproven guys now and Chris Register and Xavier Kelly. With Richard Yergin going down in the car accident and Lesamer Davis deciding to transfer, Clemson has... Relatively no quality depth at the position. Chris Register has yet to really log any meaningful playing time during his time at Clemson. And Xavier Kelly, though he is just a redshirt freshman, he has the potential, but he's not there yet. Obviously, he's not there yet. He wasn't on Clemson's summer depth chart, which everybody expected him to be. Physically, he's a specimen. He's about six four, two 240 pounds. He's explosive off the edge in past rushing situations. And I think he's strong enough to set the edge against the run. But again... There's something that he's not showing to the coaches because he was not listed on their depth chart. Potential is great, but production is much better, and that's what I prefer. I want to see it on film. I want to see that you can make the plays. I don't want to hear about, oh, it might be there. And this could be an issue for Clemson in 2017. Brent Vanderbilt does like to rotate in a, a lot of defensive linemen, and if he doesn't feel comfortable playing either Chris Register or Xavier Kelly, I think he will... Resort to slotting out Christian Wilkins at defensive end once again like he did in 2016 and he'll probably plug in either Jabril Robinson, Albert Huggins, or Niles Pinckney. I think that'd be the best option for Clemson should either Cleveland Farrell or Austin Bright go down with an injury or if they need a blow, something to refresh his defensive line. He's going to have to put Christian Wilkins at defensive end because he is probably the best second string defensive end on the team despite the fact that he is a defensive tackle. Sit tight. When we come back from break, I'm going to discuss which true freshmen are going to have the biggest impact in 2017. Jumping right into our second topic of the day, we're going to discuss, to me, which true freshmen are going to play and which are going to ultimately redshirt. Now, before I get into that, let me stress that redshirting does not mean that a prospector is a bust or that a player is not going to be good down the road it just means that he needs some more time to develop and there's nothing wrong with that not everybody can be a Sammy Watkins or a Dexter Lawrence and come in and, and blaze a trail through the entire country as a true freshman that's just not realistic with that being said I think there's only five true freshmen that have a legitimate shot at playing in 2017 those five players are T. Higgins, Hunter Johnson, Omari Rodgers, Logan Rudolph, and Balen Spector. Starting off with Rudolph and Spector, both play linebacker, so I don't expect to see them get any meaningful snaps on the defensive side of the ball because of the quality of depth that Clemson has a linebacker already. That being said, I do expect them to play a pivotal role in Clemson's special teams in 2017. Under Dabo Sweeney, the Tigers have been known to have playmakers, guys that who are going to factor into the long-term plans of the program starting in the special teams early on in their career. If you got, if you look at guys like Tanner Muse, who's going to start a safety for Clemson this year, he was a special teams warrior last year, a guy like Chad Smith who will play this year at linebacker, another special teams warrior, Tavian Feaster, plays special teams at times. It's a rite of passage at Clemson. I think that with their blend of athleticism and effort, both Logan Rudolph and Baylin Spector will be viable options on special teams this year, whether it be on kickoff, or punt coverage those guys they really get after it they play hard and i think they'll be an important asset to this clemson team in 2017 now on the offensive side of the ball t higgins amari rogers and hunter johnson all are going to play significant snaps not on special teams on the actual offense hunter johnson may be clemson's starting quarterback this season he has all the physical tools and in my opinion he's the most natural and most gifted passer on the entire roster physically hunter johnson has all the tools it's simply a matter of him becoming comfortable in Clemson's playbook, digesting the offense well. And it's a matter of Jeff Scott and Tony Elliott feeling comfortable putting a true freshman in the game and trusting him to run the entirety of the offense. Not everybody can be Deshaun Watson and come in right away and, and take a hold of the team and really grab the reins of the offense and, and just get going and putting points on the board. If anybody could do it, could replicate Deshaun Watson's success, it would be Hunter Johnson. Last season, during Nike's Elite 11 competition, which is just a competition between all the elite quarterbacks in the country, there was a question posed to all the quarterbacks. And it was, which quarterback, if you had to start a program today, which prospect here would you choose to start your program with? And Hunter Johnson was the unanimous choice. And that speaks volumes. It's one thing for coaches to love a player and like the attributes that he has but it's another thing for his peers to acknowledge the talent that he has and acknowledge the maturity and his ability to galvanize a group and lead people. That speaks volumes to me, and I think that whatever it is, that it factor that Hunter Johnson displayed during the Elite 11, that should rear its head during fall camp, and and I'm expecting him to take the job over at some point in time this season. Now, moving to T. Higgins, he's one of the most dynamic recruits Clemson has ever signed under Dabo Sweeney. I get that it is wide receiver you, and Clemson has had wild success with receivers during Sweeney's tenure and T Higgins may be the best high school recruit at the wide receiver position that Sweeney has ever signed at six foot four nearly 200 pounds Higgins has the frame of Mike Williams he has a catch catch radius similar to Mike Williams he was a former basketball player himself so he understands how to contort his body in the air he's adept at boxing out defenders for the 50-50 ball and he's definitely going to go up and fight for the ball in the air now when he gets the ball in his hands He's explosive. He has speed and explosiveness of Sammy Watkins. He, he can get up the field in a hurry. He has very good elusiveness, good lateral quickness, especially for a guy his size. At 6'4", you don't see a lot of guys getting a whole lot of yak. He's, usually, longer guys take time to get in and out of their cuts, and they're not as quick. T. Higgins is both fast top end-wise, and he's quick in his movements. He has very good lateral quickness and good acceleration. Amari Rodgers, though he's not as big as T. Higgins, at about 5'10", 220 pounds, he is sturdy like a running back. This kid is Artavis Scott 2.0. I think he can come in right away and be an asset in the return game and in the workings of the entire offense. He's an ex- He can be an extension of the run game. You can throw him a, a small quick screen. You can throw him a bubble. You can give him the ball on a jet sweep and just allow him to do work running down the field. He, Once he catches the ball, he turns into a running back. He has a running back's mentality. He's physical and he's elusive at the same time. I think he's going to be a good one for Clemson down the road. And he should factor into the offense in 2017. Don't go anywhere. I got a ton of recruiting news to cover after the break. <laughs> Alright, to kick things off, obviously the most pressing issue for Clemson in the 2018 recruiting class is running back. Do they want to sign one? And if they do, who would that running back be? Clemson played the waiting game much too long for Zamir White. I get that he's a special talent, but the writing has been on the wall for some time now. He was going to end up a Georgia Bulldog. Uh, it's just That's just the truth, and Clemson waited too long on him. And in the process, they neglected to offer other prospects who have since committed to other programs. Tigers recently offered two committed running backs. Um, it just makes no sense to me. Early on in the recruiting process, they had offered five running backs, four of whom were committed elsewhere. The one that wasn't was Devon Lawrence. That's Dexter Lawrence's younger brother. Obviously, Clemson has a good shot in his recruitment, but I believe that there's other more talented running back prospects out there for Clemson to go after, and they didn't because they were waiting on Zamir White. The two prospects that Clemson has recently offered are Master Teague the 3rd who is committed to Ohio State at the moment and Lynn J. Dixon who is committed to Tennessee at the moment. Master Teague Clemson I don't believe has any shot with him. I don't see why he would decommit from Ohio State. The system that they run is much more running back friendly. It doesn't mean that Clemson's offense doesn't like to run the football and that it's not a staple of their offense, but Ohio State is known for running the football. The running back is the Cadillac position in that offense. Urban Meyer has publicly stated that in the past, and that offense runs through the running back. Clemson's offense, on the other hand, while they do run the football, the offense, as we all know, runs through the quarterback. It's a quarterback-friendly system, and Master Teague will be featured much more in an Ohio State system than he would Clemson system. And it's worth noting that Ohio State is also a heavy favorite to land Teague's teammate. 2019 wide receiver Trey Knox. Blackman High School is putting out some elite Division One talent in the past two recruiting classes. And I, th- I expect both of them to end up in Columbus together. Lynn J. Dixon is is a whole nother story for Clemson. I believe that they do have a shot to work their way into his recruitment. Dixon is much more elusive and laterally explosive than Master Teague in my opinion. I think Teague, oh no, I know Teague has more top end speed. He's a much faster prospect up the field, but Linjay Dixon, I believe, fits better in Clemson's system. I think he can catch the ball better of the backfield, and I think he would operate better from the shotgun. With him being committed to Tennessee, obviously that presents some problems because Clemson has a considerable amount of ground to gain, but Dabble Swinney has proven in the past that he can steal prospects from the Vols. That's just the truth. If you look at it, he's taken Todd Boyd from Tennessee. He's taken Mackenzie Alexander from Tennessee. He's taken Hunter Johnson from Tennessee, and he's taken T. Higgins. And if we're really counting prospects from the state of Tennessee as taken from Tennessee then he also take Amari Rogers in the 2017 recruiting class. Butch Jones is known for his ability to recruit however Dabo Sweeney and Clemson are they're a whole nother store on the recruiting trail they're a national power right now and they're as hot as they've ever been as a program on the recruiting trail I think with the national championship obviously that Clemson just won and the explosiveness of their offense, I think they could play a huge role in Lynn J. Dixon's recruitment down the road. In other recruiting news, Clemson is in great position to land a trio of talented 2019 defenders. The Tigers are currently in really good position with 2019 linebacker Owen Popo of Grayson High School. If you look at it, Clemson recently signed Chase Bryce he was a quarterback at Grayson High School last year. Mickey Kahn, defensive backs coach, was a head coach at Grayson High School earlier this decade. I think they have a great shot at landing Popo. They've expressed to him that he could come in and, and play a role similar to Dorian O'Daniel, who covers slots when Clemson needs to play a more spread-oriented team. and He can bump down to the box, and he can play both well in run support and pass support. And I think Popo has elite athleticism, and he would fit great in Clemson's scheme. The Tigers are also... Hot on the trail of current Georgia commit Nolan Smith, he's probably going to end up being the top player in the 2019 recruiting class. He's very explosive, powerful defensive end, and he likes the Tigers as well. Last but certainly not least, Clemson is heavy favorites to land 2019 guard Keandre Jones. He's also from the state of Georgia, and I think he's the most important recruit out of the three of them for Clemson because... Obviously, Clemson has talent on the defensive side of the ball, and that's not going anywhere for the foreseeable future, but the Tigers have not necessarily recruited at an elite level along the offensive line under Dabo Sweeney, aside from Mitch Hyatt in the 2015 recruiting class. So for them to continue sustaining this elite level success in national championship contending seasons, they're going to need to shore up their offensive line to protect either Trevor Lawrence or Hunter Johnson. And I think Keandre Jones, with his ability to maul people in the running game and protect the quarterback and pass protection, he should be one of, if not the most important in Clemson's 2019 recruiting class, at the moment at least. It appears that all three of them would like to play together in college, and Clemson is in the best position out of any program to land the trio of them. Um, If Clemson was to do that, that would be... Arguably the biggest recruiting hall at one point in time that the Tigers have ever been able to pull off in program history. And that would surely place the 2019 recruiting class in position to be the best recruiting class Clemson has ever signed. I know that 2018's recruiting class is special already, but landing a trio of five-star recruits from one state, and that wouldn't be the last of them, that would be pretty special for Clemson, and that would set them up for... A world of success in the future. Owen Pepo is a special athlete. Nolan Smith is a special athlete and Keiondre Jones is an absolute animal on the offensive line. Clemson could be in the national championship a lot quicker than most people expected. All right in our last bit of news of the day I want to discuss how Clemson's 2018 commits are faring at the Nike opening finals in Beaverton, Oregon. Trevor Lawrence has been his usual self. He's pushing the ball down the field very well. He's showing a smooth stroke. He's accurate. At times, he's missed high or low here and there, but overall he's had a strong performance and I think he's putting himself in good position to solidify his ranking as the number one overall prospect in the country in the 2018 recruiting class. Xavier Thomas has been absolutely bullying kids. He made a complete example out of this poor offensive tackle. He literally bench pressed him. It was I felt bad for the kid. He literally got into his chest and just threw him like a rag doll and proceeded to stand over him. I think that was probably the most impressive play I've seen along the offensive and defensive line throughout the opening finals and then we got Kyler McMurray he's displaying his athleticism and how disruptive he can be with his length and coverage he locked up James Cook at one time and he locked up Alabama committee Xavier Williams his kids long he has good top end speed he has good lateral agility I think he's going to be a very good prospect down the road for Clemson. He, he reminds me of A.J. Terrell in the fact that both were not declared as either an offensive prospect or a defensive prospect coming out of high school. But it's clear that when they put their mind to playing defensive back and they, they really get a lot of work and reps playing defensive back, they're going to turn into something special because they're just so fluid athletically. Thank you for listening in with me today. Got some more recruiting news and a lot of more Clemson news coming up throughout the week. And as the finals wrap up here today. Uh, keep an eye out on Jordan Adams and his commitment. I do expect him to end up with UNC, but that's neither here nor there. Have a good one, everybody. This is your host, Anthony Messenger, and be sure to tune in next week for the third edition of the Rubbing the Rock podcast. Have a good one.